Hi guys, I am going to be talking to you today about something that has really reared its head in my practice over the past week. I've had several patients whose hands I've held as we cried trying to sort through their understanding of something critical, something crucial, something that can have severe consequences if done improperly. We can prevent a lot of adverse outcomes with education. And that's what I'll be doing today, educating you all on medication management. You're listening to The Purple Stethoscope. I am your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. None of the information in this podcast is sufficient nor intended to diagnose your personal medical issue, but there's a lot to learn, so let's start the show. In nursing school, one of the first things that we learn with regards to medication is something that we call the five rights. So I'm going to start off this episode teaching you all the five rights and what they are. The first one seems pretty obvious, but uh, a lot of people actually violate this one intentionally or unintentionally. The first of the five rights in medication administration is right patients. Listen, I know you and your friend might be on the same medication and maybe you ran out for a couple of days and you want to take a couple of their pills and they're more than happy to give you a couple. I'll get to uh, some other reasons later on why that's not a great idea um, because it may not be the right dose. Um, It may not be the right kind of pill and it may just throw off when they're eligible to have a refill on that medication by running out early. I see this most in practice with antibiotics. People are still not finishing their entire antibiotic course And then their friend gets sick and they say, oh, you know, I have some leftover doxycycline. You can have it. And then a second person gets an incomplete antibiotic course. No, 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 no. This is not what we want to be doing. This is how superbugs are created. Superbugs get just enough of the medicine to learn how to fight it and they never actually go away. The full antibiotic course is needed to eradicate that bacteria so that it's completely gone and not lifting weights in the corner waiting for you to stop the medicine early. Right patient is the first of the five rights of medication administration. The second right is the right medication. There are so many drugs that sound alike hydroxyzine, hydrochlorothiazide, hydro, whatever, you got to make sure you're grabbing the right pill. And this gets confusing when you go to get your refill and the pill is a different shape or size or color. Um, I actually had this happen with my mom just last week. I do her meds once a week. I fill her medication tray and she asked me if she was still taking a certain medication And I told her, yes, of course you are. You know, we haven't stopped it. But she didn't know that she was getting it because the pill changed. The size and and shape and color of the pill changed. So if my mom thought that she wasn't getting that medication and went back into her 
uh, pill bottles, she could have been double dosing just because she wasn't aware that it was the right medication. Pay attention to the name. Make sure uh, that you're not dealing with a sound alike medication and uh, pay attention to the size, shape, color of that pill, especially when you get refills. One thing that I did for my mom early on, which was brilliant because it probably ended up helping me more than it helped her, was I made a key. I took a white piece of printer paper and I took one of each of her pills and I taped it on the paper and wrote the name of the pill next to it, um, the name of the pill so and what it was for. And that way, uh, in the beginning, my mom was having a lot of fluctuating blood pressures. So if her blood pressure was low, there were certain pills that she was supposed to hold. Well, like I told you, I filled her medication tray once a week. And so she would have to actually go in and take out the pill that she wasn't supposed to take if her blood pressure was too low. This is very, very hard to do if your pills are constantly changing shapes and colors and sizes. So having some sort of a key is a really good idea. Um, Also, you can, um, I I should say, let me pause. If you have dogs or small children in the house, you don't want pills accessible to where your pets or your littles can get into them. And if they're taped to a piece of paper and they look like candy, um, that can be devastating. So please don't do that uh, if you have littles or dogs in your house. Um, Not just dogs, I should say cats too. Um, I'm not a cat person, but every time... I mentioned pets, I tend to say dogs, and I mean all your furry friends or your reptile friends or whatever you happen to have around your house. You can also go back to the pill bottle itself, open it up, look at what's in there, compare it to the name and type of the medication to make sure that you're taking the right thing. Um, Right medication gets really tricky with refills and with pre-filled medication trays. There are a lot of us adult children that are helping our older parents with their medication management. And this is one um, that comes up all the time in clinic. I'll say to a patient, I want you to stop taking your spironolactone. And they'll say, is that the little yellow pill? And I have no idea because I don't know the manufacturer on the batch that they got, and um, they have no idea either, and they're probably going to continue taking it because they don't know what it looks like. Those are my tips on that. Having a key is a really great thing. There are often images. You can actually pull up images online and, and say pill picture and put in the pill name, or a lot of pills will have a combination of letters and numbers on them, and you can put that in as well just to know that you're, you're taking the right pill. Uh, I had a patient years ago. Thankfully, this hasn't happened again. I told them to bring all of their medications to their appointment with them, which is really helpful when we're, you know, titrating or changing medication doses. This patient brought in a huge bottle with several different kinds of medications all in one bottle. And I was horrified. I just, it, it was just one of those moments when you're like, oh my goodness, you're not doing any of what I think you're doing or what I'm treating you based on what I think you're doing. Um, So please don't do that. Don't put medicines in other pill bottles um, because you like the bottle better or because it's smaller or for whatever reason, because it gets really confusing to know 
that you have the right medication. The third right of the five rights of medication management is the right dose. You guys, I like saving patients money. If 20 milligram lisinopril tablets cost the same as 40 milligram lisinopril tablets, I might write for a 40 milligram tablet to take half a tablet daily. And I do this to offset the copay price or because we may be increasing the dose later. There's several different reasons why your prescriber might prescribe a different potency of pill than the dose of your medication. So we have to read those labels. Is it half a pill you're supposed to take? Is it two pills you're supposed to take? Are you supposed to do it twice daily, three times daily, every four hours, once a day, at bedtime? Who knows? You have to read the label. And if you read your label, you should find the right dose of medication. When I say read the label, it'll say, you know, the medication name, how many milligrams, micrograms, units, whatever is in the pill. But it'll also have an instruction line that says take one half of a pill daily for blood pressure or something like that. Just make sure that you're taking the medicine the way it's instructed for you to take it, okay? Okay, that one sounded a little too simple, um, and I know it's something that gets uh, confused often, so I'm trying to think, is there anything else I can say about the right dose of medication? You just, you have to read the label. The fourth right of the five rights of medication management is the right route. This is really important. Every pill isn't a pill that you just put in your mouth and swallow. Some pills go under your tongue and melt. I can think nitroglycerin tablets are like that for chest pain. Um, When I was pregnant with my boys and I could not keep anything down, no matter how bad I wanted to, they had a pill called Zofran that melted in my mouth. So making sure that you're taking the right route. When we say route, we mean is this an injectable, is an insulin or, or another injectable medication? Is it a solution? If it is a solution, is it already diluted or did it come pre-diluted or pre-mixed? Do you shake it up and, and take half a teaspoon by mouth? You know, um, solutions can look like lotions. Are you, are you putting something topical that you're supposed to be drinking or drinking something that was meant to be, you know, put into a shampoo or on topically? Um, on that, what we call a SIG line or signature line that has the instructions, the dose will be included, or I'm sorry, the route will be included. And it'll say, you'll often see like, take two pills by mouth. And that means just that, put them in your mouth and swallow them. Sublingual means melt under your tongue. Suppository can be tricky because there are vaginal suppositories and there are anal or rectal suppositories. Some things you even would pack into your nose. So you have to make sure that you know where you're supposed to put the medication. There are injectables. There are things we put on topically. There are patches. There are things like NuvaRing that are inserted per vagina and left in for three weeks and taken out for one week. You got to know the route of medication and that will be included 
in your signature line. That one I don't see get messed up as much as dose. I see dose get messed up as well as this fifth right of the five rights of medication administration, and that's time. Are you taking your medicine at the right time? A lot of people don't know that there are certain medications they're supposed to take 30 minutes before they eat. They're supposed to take, you know, 30 to 60 minutes before the rest of their medication. Oftentimes we will split doses of medication so that we get better coverage. So I have some patients who I will have taking one blood pressure pill in the morning and the other blood pressure pill at night. If they're taking both of those pills in the morning, we can run into symptoms of hypotension like dizziness or lightheadedness or postural hypotension, you know, feeling like you're going to fall over when you go from sitting to standing. And oftentimes when I talk to patients who are having those kinds of symptoms, they're taking all their pills at one time. Some of your medications will say to take morning and evening. Some will say to take every eight hours. Some will say to take three times a day. I will admit this is one of my least favorite um, pieces of writing a prescription because people interpret things differently. If I say take this two times daily, sometimes people will put two pills in their mouth at the same time and swallow them. And what I really mean is every 12 hours or twice in a day. So the right time is definitely something to pay attention to. Medications have different onset times and peak times and half-lives. And so when we're writing what times to take them, we're not just making that up. That's something that is actually important to getting you the best therapeutic coverage uh, that we're trying to provide with the medication. Those are the five rights of medication administration. All right, let's take a quick break for community rounds. Is your medicine cabinet full of expired drugs or medications you no longer use? Your medicine is for you. What's safe for you might be harmful for someone else. You can dispose of your expired, unwanted, or unused medicines through a drug take-back program, or you can do it at home. The United States Drug Enforcement Administration, or DEA, sponsors National Prescription Drug Take-Back Day in communities nationwide. Many communities have their own drug take-back programs, so check with your local law enforcement officials to find a location near you, or with a DEA authorized collector in your community. You can also check with your pharmacist. Some pharmacies have mailback programs and disposal kiosks for unused medicines. You can also dispose of your medicines at home. When a take-back option is not a reality or not readily available for you, there are two ways to dispose of prescription and over-the-counter medicine depending on the drug. One way is flushing medicines. Because some medicines could be especially harmful to others, they have specific directions to immediately flush them down the sink or toilet when they are no longer needed, and a take-back option is not readily available. How will you know? Check the label or patient information leaflet in your medicine. Or consult the U.S. Food and Drug Administration's list 
of medicines recommended for disposal by flushing when the take back program is not available. You can also dispose of medications in your household trash. Almost all medicines, except those on the FDA flush list, can be thrown in your household trash. These include prescription and over-the-counter drugs in pills, liquids, drops, patches, creams, and inhalers. Remove the drugs from their original containers and mix them in something undesirable, like coffee grounds, dirt, or cat litter. This makes medicine less appealing to children and pets and unrecognizable to someone who might intentionally go through the trash looking for drugs. Put the mixture in something you can close, like a resealable zipper, storage bag, an empty can, or another container to prevent the drug from leaking or spilling out. Throw the container in the garbage. Scratch out all your personal information on the empty medicine packaging to protect your identity and privacy then throw that packaging away. If you have questions about your medicine, ask your healthcare provider or your pharmacist. I'll put the link in the show notes so that you all can find this information and the list of flushable medications, as well as a link for National Prescription Drug Take Back Day. All right, back to the show. Those are the five rights of medication administration. Continuing on this topic, but moving on, I want to talk to you guys about other important things to be mindful of with your medications are the little stickers on the side of the pill bottle. Some will say don't place in direct sunlight. Others will say that your medication needs to be refrigerated. Sometimes you'll see things like do not break, crush, or chew. Uh, this is common in your sustained or <laughs> this is common in your sustained release or extended release medications. They have a timed release, so if you chew them or break them up, um, all of that medicine is going to be bioavailable, and that's not what the prescriber intended. The little stickers on your pill bottles are actually kind of important to read. Everybody gets this big insert with this tiny, tiny print that tells you all the horrific things that can happen from taking that medicine. And a lot of people just toss that to the side. But those stickers are actually pretty important because they are giving you information on how to make that medication remain viable and how to take it so that the desired therapeutic effect is actually achieved. I want to talk to you guys a little bit about prescribers and pharmacies. Have you ever heard the term polypharmacy? Poly means many, and pharmacy means your prescription medications. Having multiple prescribers can make managing your medications kind of tricky. And it's really important that you take a current list of all the medications and supplements that you're taking, whether they're prescribed or over-the-counter, with you to every appointment that you go to, regardless of who it's with. A lot of times people say, oh, you have it in your, you should have it in your system what I'm taking. Well, we may have it in our system, but your neurologist or endocrinologist or gynecologist or whoever just <laughs> may be using a different system that isn't integrated with ours. 
So this is where you really get to advocate for yourself. You know everything that you're taking. You have an up-to-date and current list of everything that you're taking. And you take that with you to your appointments. I have several patients who use Excel and they um, bring me a piece of paper with their spreadsheets, their little um, columns and tables with what they're taking and when they take it. Some people go as far as to put who prescribed it and when they started it. And that is incredibly helpful. I'm I'm not, um, you, you know, I don't expect that from every patient, but I can tell you it's really um, exciting. Uh, I'm a nerd. Y'all know I'm a nerd. It's really exciting when it happens because we kind of have a timeline. Imagine that you were starting to um, develop a symptom that you think might be an adverse effect or a side effect to a medication that you're taking. If you know when you started that medication and all the other medications that you're taking, We can really kind of tease out whether or not that's the true source of your symptom. Multiple prescribers, again, it's really tricky. Your primary care provider is definitely your uh, primary source. That's the person that you really want to know everything that you're taking, but you want all your prescribers to know because what we have built into our electronic health records is an interaction check. And when we are able to see everything that you're taking, when we go to prescribe you something new, if that new medication or therapy interacts with something that you're already on, we get a warning that pops up and says, hey, you may want to double check this because the patient is taking this and these two things together can cause that. If we don't know what you're taking and we don't have all of the medicines that you're taking in our system, we don't get that warning. So we can get into trouble that way. Another important thing is pharmacies. Um, Going to multiple pharmacies for different things. I understand why people do this. I have patients who get their medications free from the VA, but the VA doesn't carry this medication. So they go to this retail pharmacy and the retail pharmacy, they only do for short term prescriptions, but for long term prescriptions, they want them to go to this mail order pharmacy. And I I completely understand why people do that, Um, but it's also very important, once again, that you have an up-to-date list with the pharmacy. I understand why people do that because we're all trying to live within our means and medications are one of those things that can quickly and easily um, take us beyond our budgets uh, where we find ourselves trying to chip away from you know, other pools of money we have set aside for other things just so that we can afford our pills. Um, and so having multiple pharmacies sometimes is necessary in order to get the best pricing and to be able to afford all of the medications that we're taking. Um, that said, somebody has to know everything that you're taking And be sure that there aren't any dangerous interactions with the medications that you're taking. And if at all possible, to get all your stuff filled at at one pharmacy, that's really a safe way to go. Um, For myself, I get everything at my retail pharmacy because I'm just not on a whole bunch of stuff. 
And so having to pay 35 bucks every three months is not a big deal to me. Uh, For my mom, who takes several different medications, and if all of them have a $35 copay, that adds up really quickly. So we have a retail pharmacy um, so that if she gets a new prescription, we can go and pick it up. When I say retail pharmacy, I'm talking your Walgreens, your Walmart, your Rite Aid, you know, your Kroger, whatever your neighborhood store is that has a pharmacy in it. But then, uh, so a lot of times we'll say, can you send two weeks worth to the local pharmacy and then also send a prescription to my mail order pharmacy? That's a tip that a lot of people don't know about. If you're going in and your prescriber is giving you a new prescription, your clinician, your doctor, nurse practitioner, what have you, you can say, hey, can you send two weeks worth to the Walgreens? And then send three months worth or a 90 day prescription to my mail order pharmacy. And the trick to that, um, those of you who are insured, you may not know this. You can get your meds a lot cheaper through your mail order pharmacy. It's nice to do that because they're tied in with your insurance. They know what's covered and what's not, um, what's in their formulary, etc., And so you can save some money by using your mail order pharmacy. But in the meantime, you want, you need a medication to take over the next two weeks. So that goes to your local pharmacy. I hope that made sense. I felt like I was a little all over the place. Um, But if you have questions, you can always send them comment um, on the socials or et cetera. I hope that made sense. But if not, feel free to send me a message or comment. Um, The last thing that I want to touch on with regard to medication management is a system. Guys, when it comes to doing anything well, we have to have a system. And creating a system is uh, important for managing yours or your loved one's medication. Now, how intricate your system needs to be can vary depending on how many different medications you take. But a system in place will keep you adherent with the prescribed treatment. What do I mean? Uh, When I first started taking prescription medication, I was on one medicine that I took once a day. My system was to keep the medication in a bottle somewhere where I would remember to see it and to take it. And that was my whole entire system. And it worked very well. Um, And of late, I've been on a treatment that I take every other day. I think I took it twice in a row once, and um, I couldn't even believe it. It, it, I I couldn't believe how I felt. It was me making a medication error on myself, and um, it was just like, whoa, man, I don't know what happened, but I don't want to do that again. I needed a better system. I really like the little trays that say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Um, But depending on the timing of your medications, you may have to have two rows, three rows, four rows. So some, you, you have some that are just once a day, you know, it's just one little pocket for every day. And you'll have some that are like morning and evening. So you have two rows. There's some that are morning, noon, evening. So there are three rows. And then there are some that are morning, noon, evening, night. 
So depending on all the different times that you take medications, you get that tray and that's super helpful because you can just look and see if you took your medications that day or that time or not. I like to refill that tray on the weekend so that I don't have to worry about it throughout the week. Uh, I also, if I have an appointment coming up or, you know, I talk about my mom a lot because I help her manage her medications. It's, it's really a lot, you guys, if you're caring for a loved one and they're telling you, yep, I'm taking everything like I'm supposed to and doing everything that was ordered. I, I, it's really worth it to take a look at what they're actually doing because this is really confusing for a lot of people. You don't have to have dementia. You don't have to be old. You know, like I said, every one of these medications has a different SIG line with instructions that are important to getting a therapeutic effect from that medication. So help your loved ones out by helping them create a system. If my mom has an appointment coming up, a lot of times I will only fill her tray to the date of that appointment because I know that there may be some changes in her medications and I want to make sure that uh, I'm updating her tray uh, like I need to. There's some pretty great apps uh, for medication reminders that you can use as part of your system. I'll give you a little alarm when you're supposed to take this medication or that medication. Um, one of the apps that I really love is my pharmacy app. I like it because it tells me uh, when my next refills are due. It tells me how much my copay is. It tells me when a medication's ready for me to pick up. Uh, so I absolutely love my little pharmacy app. I can look at all my prescriptions. It even tells me when my prescriptions um, expire. So I'm looking at it right now so they can be super specific. So that treatment that I was telling you guys about is an eight-week treatment, and it tells me when it expires. So if you're taking a medicine, and, and I'm going to end with this because um, this is really important, and I see this all the time in practice. If you're taking a medication and your prescription is good for one year, when that prescription expires, you will not be able to refill that medication anymore from the pharmacy. You will have to come in, see your prescriber, and get a new prescription. Now, we get patients that call our clinic all the time and they want to refill on the medication, but they haven't been seen in two years. Well, guess what? If it's a medication that needs monitoring, like a thyroid medication or uh, a blood pressure medication, listen, most medications that you're taking require some sort of monitoring, at least annually. And it's frustrating for me because I never want to make somebody miss a dose. So often I will send a message to our scheduler and say, I have provided a 30-day prescription for this person, but I need you to schedule them. And I've seen this both sides. I've seen you know family members be like, they just want me to come in so they can find something else wrong and charge me more money and blah, 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 blah. And I understand how people can feel that way as consumers, but these medicines are metabolized by your kidneys, by your liver. We have to monitor and make sure that you are tolerating them well. 
Because what we don't want to have happen is you show up in the ER three years from now because your kidneys are failing and now you got to go on dialysis because you've been taking this medication all these years and nobody ever checked to see that you were not clearing it, that you were not tolerating the medication like we had hoped. So part of your system needs to be following up with your prescriber. And I'm saying prescriber, I normally say primary care provider, but primary care may not be the person or or the people prescribing all of your medicines. If you have a cardiologist, you have to see them at least once a year. If you have an endocrinologist, you want to see them at at least once a year so they can properly monitor the effects of the medication systemically. Listen, there may be pills that you don't even need to be on anymore. Because you lost 50 pounds with your bad self and you're eating salads all the time and dancing and having a good old time and you're still taking this pill for blood pressure when your blood pressure is fine because of your lifestyle changes. Don't you want to get that news? And we do give that news out to people. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so you have to come in. You have to come in and be seen and examined. You may have to have some blood work done. And that is the safest way for us to ensure that you have up-to-date prescriptions, ensure that you're on the right medications, and manage you safely while you're taking those medications. Okay? So I hope this episode was helpful. If you guys have questions, please send them to me. If you have comments, please leave them. Uh, I'm on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and and wherever else, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, um, Podbean. Leave me comments, send me messages. I'll I'll find them. They will find me. And um, I, I really want your feedback on this topic because it's such an important topic. And a lot of people get in really dire situations from medication mismanagement. So remember the five rights that you're taking, you know, the right person's medication, the five rights are right patient, right medication, right dose, right route, right time. Make sure that you're not breaking, chewing, or crushing pills that are not supposed to be broken, crushed, or chewed. Check the expiration dates on your medications. If they are expired, some things are not going to do what we hope they would do. Make sure that you have an up-to-date medication list that you take with you to every medical appointment. And make sure that you have a system in place that keeps you safely taking the therapies that are prescribed. The last thing I'll say, I keep saying that. Have I said that already? I'm going to wrap up. The last thing I'm going to say, but truly, I have a wonderful resource that I use for patients who take supplements and pills that are over the counter. And I love this resource because I can look up an an alternative medicine and see if it interacts with anything else that the patient is taking. I've had people try to keep things from me because they didn't want me to judge them. Listen, I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself, and uh, I am not judging anybody for what they're doing. What I'm trying to do is safely care for people, and if they're withholding information, it makes it really hard to do that. So if you're taking 27 supplements and you uh, are embarrassed by that or you think your doctor or nurse practitioner is going to laugh at you, what you need to understand is you are your advocate. And really, we have to do our due diligence to keep you safe. Make sure that you know about, that we know about any supplements or over-the-counter medications that you're taking. 
this also goes for medications purchased outside the country. I recently found out that Viagra is very cheap in India. And why do I know that? Because a patient told me that. Uh, and I was giving them a nitrate. So it was very important that they told me that they copped some Viagra while they were in India because I was about to prescribe them a medication um, that interacts with Viagra. Hats off to you if you are able to navigate this complicated and cumbersome system. I hope that this episode will help you to better manage yours and your loved one's medication. Guys, September's coming to a close, and I couldn't be more excited for what I have in store for you in the coming weeks. I have been searching high and looking low for other nurse practitioners to have on who are passionate about what they do and specialize in a variety of different specialties. We're going to have a pediatric nurse practitioner, a nurse practitioner who specializes in infectious disease. We have psychiatric nurse practitioners. We're going to have so much fun. And so what I want you to do to make sure that you do is that you subscribe to the Purple Stethoscope because I'm finding our folk all over the nation, you guys. They have clinics of their own. You can go and see them. They can come and see you. Um, we're going to be talking about everything that we're doing to make healthcare accessible to you in this current climate. So make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you share the podcast with your loved ones so that they too can subscribe. I have some awesome, awesome guests all over the country that are going to be joining me in the weeks to come. Stay tuned for the NP unit series, mm -hmm. the nurse practitioner unit series. We are coming to you to tell you all about what we do, where we do it, and how you can find us. I hope you guys are prioritizing your own health. Take good care, and I'll talk to you next time. For listening to the Purple Stethoscope, I'm your host, Devin Nixon, family nurse practitioner. You can find me on social media at D the NP. That's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and now Patreon. If you like what you heard, go ahead and share this episode and then head over to Patreon to see how you can further support this work. Mm -hmm.